Hello there, it's me, Professor Oak. I'm here to tell you about a new podcast series from Super NPC Radio, all about the original Pokemon games. Pikachu. That's right, Pikachu. Your favorite trainers are playing through Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow for their next Games Club series, and you can hear all about their journey. Look, my grandson is here. What's his name again? Well, my name is Gary, but whoever is playing the game named me Butt. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But, I mean, Gary, did you subscribe to their Patreon to follow along with their Pokemon journey? Yeah, but only because I know they'll need help from me along the way. Catch the Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club by subscribing at the $10 DJ Toad tier at patreon.com slash supernpcradio to hear new episodes every Friday. We'll see you there, listeners. Gotta catch them all. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a particular moment in their life. On the show, we'll talk as much about what made playing that game special, memorable, and whatever sticks out to our guest today, as we will get into the context of when they had this special time uh, with the game uh, in the first place. Or maybe this was a revisit. We'll have to see what our guest has brought on for us today. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that anything that I or my guest plug today, you're going to be able to find in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, just scroll down. There's going to be a gorgeous link for you to click any of these wonderful little ditties that I plug. Um, First of which, you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You can also join the Discord for our podcast network, um, which there's a link as well in the show notes. If you want to have fun, respectful conversation with uh, some lovely people about video games, and and most recently, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on our Movies and TVs channel. You can find that there too. You can support the show a few different ways uh, by leaving us a review and rating wherever you get your shows. And if it's on Apple Podcasts, I can see that. So I'll read it on the show because that does a lot to uh, help our visibility and more people find us. If you do that anywhere else, send it to me. You can DM me on social media. I'd love to read it and shout you out. I just can't see those because they're not public. You can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games or whether they're one of the, I don't know, 20 million people who love the game that our guest has brought on for today. Uh Um, And lastly, you can check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio where you can find our, uh, that's where our video game podcast network lives. It's where all of our bonus content is, uh, particularly our main event right now is uh, every Friday for the $10 DJ Toads, we have our Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club episodes releasing. Um, as of this recording, when you hear this episode, I think we're going to be already eight episodes in. So eight of 14, we're over the halfway mark. And that'll be uh, living there for you if you want to check out more bonus stuff from me and uh, some friends of the show. But that'll do it for the housekeeping and we'll finally introduce our guest for today's episode so please welcome writer comedian and podcaster mono agapian hey that's me 
It's That's you. me. You're talking about me, mister. What? Hey, mister. Are you about to introduce me? What's going hey, on here? Hey, mister. Um, <laughs> hi, mister. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Hey, mister. I honestly, I've never been so charmed to be called anything but mister. <laughs> I, Frankly, I, mister. It, it, it feels good, I gotta say. You're um, a mister. You, I think today is the day you became a mister. And I'm gonna be telling my family about this for the rest of my life. Because here's the thing. <laughs> women, uh, unfortunately, due to patriarchy, like there's a divide in our lives when women become miss and misses, yes. right? Mm-hmm. But mister is just mister the whole time. So like, what you? I think there's just a day in your life where you gotta stand up and say, I'm a mister today. Yeah. And you know what? You're sort of the you're leading me the horse to water. I've got to have that confidence to own it too. And so I'll say publicly right now, anyone listening, I'm a Mister. <laughs> That's Mister Connor McCabe. To <laughs> yes, you. it is. So uh, expect me when I'm uh, introducing the show at the beginning, uh, listener, for me to do that from now on. Mister, <laughs> that could be a fun um, uh, canon. Uh, thing I in the kind show of that am I living. I don't. I don't want to bully your canon. You know what I mean? Canon yes. has. You know, you you're in charge of your canon, but uh, I'd be lying if I said I don't love the idea. Hey, I love it. I, I came up lo- with it, and I love it. <laughs> I love it too. Your idea is perfect. I would. Uh, all I wish I, is I could just have like a a window into watching the listener as they first hear me say, "I am your host, Mister Connor McCabe." Like, <laughs> Please. And different. listeners, you know what it is? It's like, I'm going to encourage your lovely listeners to like, like gently remind you. So if you forget in future episodes, yes. just give Connor a nudge. Be like, I hey, remember you're Mr. Now. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mono, you've been on the show for like, you've been speaking for less than two minutes and your influence is already so great. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I really force my influence and that's the way to do it, kids. That's, that's, that's the trick. It absolutely is. So take that, take that as a lesson. Um, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, we know each other how I know the majority of the guests on the show. Totally. Through the Los Angeles improv community. Uh, totally. I've known each other loosely for, for a few years, but uh, you've always yes. been so friendly. Um, and you That's came- very kind. Of course. You, I mean, I've seen you do improv for years. You're just an insanely talented performer. Very um, kind. But dear friend of the show, Oscar Montoya, was like, you've got to get mono on. And so yes. that's what prompted me to be like, I'm going to DM someone I don't normally DM and see if they're Oh, my they're God. Down. I'm glad you did. Like, now that you're a mister, I can fuck with you. Like, before, <laughs> yes. not so much. But no, I fucking love it. Yeah, I'm so, I mean, video games are very important to me. So I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. What do you want to share about Ooh. the listener, uh, or about the, yeah, what do you want to share about the listener? About yourself? Listen, listener, here's what you need to know. <laughs> You're a mister too. <laughs> You're a mister. <laughs> no, really, listener, honestly, honor yourself. Um, we were talking before we were recording, we were talking about honoring ourselves. So, listener, yes. you got to honor yourself. Go honor yourself. Uh, what were you going to say, <laughs> mister? Oh, I, w- I was going to say, what would you like the listener to know about yourself? Is there anything you Ooh. want to plug up top or for us to get to know you better? You know, hi, my name's Mono. I'm a weird man with a weird plan. And um, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I get little, you can just know me by following me on Instagram, uh, Mono Agapian. And um, yeah, you know, I'm a podcaster weirdo as well. So, you know, I talk about drag race on my podcast called Drag Her, which is the only podcast about drag race. It's very cool. 
Um, no other competitors in sight. It's true. And that's it. And um, that's, you know, I'm a, I'm a UCB weirdo like you, improv geek. Um, and uh, yeah, f- you can watch me do shows there too sometimes, as well as my bad drag show with Oscar Montoya occasionally at Dynasty Typewriter. So just yes. find me on socials and you'll, you'll get, you'll get a, a visual. It's a nice starting point uh, to jump off into uh, your own universe of, of mm. shows and entertainment. Mm, yes yes so anyway uh thank you so much for giving the listener a little bit about yourself anything you just plugged i'm gonna put in the show notes uh below so people can find you easily wow Um, that is kind of you i mean i usually do like one big plug per guest when i'm like build i'm like and when a guest has a link tree oh my god what a dream right Aren't, aren't you like here's the link tree go for it that does that would make it very easy uh I've never. I should do that for myself because I have a million plugs. Uh, oh my god! Well. Got to have a link tree. What are you doing? Gosh, I'm living in. I'm living no. in the past, um, but not anymore. Because nope. misters have link trees. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, I uh, am excited to hear about your, you know, a summary of your history with video games. But before yeah. we do that, will you tell the listener um, uh, what you brought on for the, the main event later and call me by your game? Mm. And this is where I think I say, the game I brought on is Super Mario Brothers 3. There's the East Coaster. <laughs> Mario! Um, I, I genuinely say Mario, but I just want to say Mario. Um, yeah, the best video game in existence. So um, I can't believe someone hasn't talked about it yet on your podcast. I was shocked it was available to talk about because, I mean, I just, I feel zero... I feel zero um, sweat. I feel zero regret. I feel zero hesitation saying this is the best video game uh, in the history of video games. And you can like come talk to me and fight me and do all that stuff. But this is the best video game that's ever been made. Just know uh, you'll lose that. The the listener, you'll lose that uh, argument if you come to do that. Uh, (laughs) I'm... I was really surprised too. And I think you had mentioned that, you know, when I saw you the other day and and over email, but um, that it wasn't... as I said before, sometimes there are just like iconic, like groundbreaking games like this and some mm-hmm. of the greatest titles ever that have mm. just never been discussed. I mean, until like February, we finally got a Super Mario World episode done. Mm. No one's ever come Shocking. on to discuss like A Link to the Past, which is arguably the best Zelda game. Like, Yeah, oh my God, are you kidding me? I can so, still hear the mirror sound effect, like, any time. Yes. <laughs> like, that That sound effect is stuck in my brain forever. So, yeah, that is an incredible game. Oh, that's so great. Uh, that was... Any any more sound effects we want to do, I want to give full green light, because that was fun. Um, I, but, so that actually leads us really well into your history with games. I, I'd love yeah. to know... Do you remember first taking an interest in video games yeah. at, at a young age, or were they just around? Um, that's a good question. I would say somehow both. No, I, I was like very inactive as a child. I was a thick, uh, thick brown child with, <laughs> uh, with, and, and I was gay, very gay. I was very gay from the jump. So like, I, out, I guess what I'm saying that is because like outdoorness did not speak to me like sure. outdoorness and sports like that just like did not speak to me but like at a very early age like video games were they were just the only world that like I kind of like 
truly that and like cartoons. I was like, these worlds I get. And like yeah. these were safe spaces. And but video games, I think, take the cake because it felt it, it just blew my mind that like there was like a world I could interact with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it was very it was a big part of our house, you know? Yeah. I mean, like even before I can remember, there was a Nintendo in our house. You know what I mean? Because I, I was yeah. born in 85. Um, my brother's like a few years older, like four years older than me. So like, I don't even remember when the Nintendo was there. The Nintendo was just always there. Yes. So. Absolutely. But I do, I would say some of my earliest memories are we had, I, I guess what, I I remember playing, I think we had the, the you know, okay, when they introduced Nintendo and they had the, they it used to, one of the Nintendos came with Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and world track meet wow yeah, yeah with the world track meet the like the little pad that you run on yes <laughs> um we had that and um that was like that's like probably some of my earliest memories of like holy shit this is awesome that's um, so cool yeah like so i mean nintendo has just been in my life my whole damn life and like i don't really remember a time without it yeah i can relate to that definitely um yeah did you end up like sitting with the with the NES for a long time and like was that sort of a jumping off point for you those first few games you just mentioned? Yes, like we became pretty Nintendo heavy. Like I think at one point my brother bought a Genesis mm -hmm. at some point or something. Um and I played that too a little bit, but I am one of these um un unfairly biased nintendo geeks sure <laughs> i'll even go so far as to say sonic sucks like fuck sonic <laughs> i think sonic's a bad video game i'll just hot hot boiling bubbling hot tea for everyone sonic's a bad video game newsflash i i think it's a dumb game i think it's stupid that you lose all your rings i think it's stupid that you go fast but you lose control of what's you can't you don't know what's happening on screen <laughs> yes, you can't so, really see where you're going a lot of the time. Right, so then the game is no longer, there's no utility to going fast because you go fast, you run into a mechanical bee, you lose all your rings. Uh, there's there's no, like, the design, they didn't think of the design, and I think it blows my mind that people are like, fast, good. And it's yes. like, I agree the game looks great, the character design's great, but the game itself is, like, not that playable. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I you drown. Had, I've had more trouble, like, don't get me wrong, I've had fun with, like, a 2D Sonic game. I've had more fun with a 3D Sonic game, mm. uh, but I, too, I think I usually bump up against that where I'm like, ooh, I'm just going to fly around the around this game, and then I end up just like, hmm, I don't like bumping into stuff I can't see. I'm going to go play something else. Right. It's stupid. Sonic sucks. Um, But I'm just an unfair Mario fan, so, um, th okay, that's all to say. Yeah, like video games were super big key. Nintendo was super big key. I mean, we played all the Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. I think we even had like RBI Baseball on wow. Nintendo. If you, which is I, the reason that sticks out to me weirdly is because the, they had the black cartridges. Oh, like sure. The Tekken, I think, is the Tecmo. Maybe it's Tecmo. Whatever. Te they had like a weirdly shaped cartridge, and that sticks out in my brain. Mm. But um. Pretty big on the platformers. Like, I would say, like, we, we played everything. Like, we even played the early Final Fantasies. Ooh. Um, early Zelda. Oh, my God. Weird. Lolo. I loved yeah. Lolo. Um, 
Yeah, so we played a lot of old, weird games. Oh, man, do you remember the game? Oh, God, what's it called? Is it called, like, KC Surf and Swim? Um, I have no idea what that is, but oh I gotta god. find out. <laughs> There's this Nintendo game called, oh my god, Nintendo Surf. Like a kid's name, Surf and Swim? Let me see. Surf, Nintendo Surfing Game. Okay, wait, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so TNC Surf Designs, is that what it's called? Yes, yes, this is it. This was a big moment in in our childhood. It's like kind of a sport game where like there's a few different sports, including like skateboarding and surfing. Wow, I'm um, seeing it now. And really, obviously, like the box art is stunning and gorgeous. <laughs> it looks like Funky. I mean, it's not Funky Kong, but it looks like a Funky Kong character it? is surfing. Isn't that weird? Yes. <laughs> um, that was a big deal. So, I mean, like. Yeah, I just, quite frankly, just every video game was a big deal. Even in my house, so, like, um, we would rent video games a lot, obviously. And mm. my my we were so in, into video games that my parents, like, incentivized. Like, that was the only way we did stuff. Like, sure. so, my parents, like, I learned how to read Greek because I could only go to Blockbuster if I read a chapter of a book in Greek. Wow. So, I would have to read a chapter of a book out loud in Greek and then after finishing the chapter, they're like, okay, now we can go to Blockbuster. Yes. Um, and I can still read Greek. So you know what? Hey, parents, good work. That worked. We both um, win here. We both win here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, Nintendo was huge and Super sure. Nintendo was huge. I mean, the influence went on forever, but obviously there was formative years with Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Oh, including, I'm probably talking too much. No, 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 this is, I, I, this is the dream, please. This is the dream, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, so my grandmother, horrible, horrible woman. Uh, she's <laughs> dead. She's dead now. Don't worry, she's gone. Um, and she has no power over me. And I, I don't, I think her ghost is vanquished to the underrealm. So I was going to say, you were saying that as if like there was a 1% chance it wasn't true. No, her ghost ain't shit. Okay, Your ghost great. ain't shit. You won't get me. <laughs> Um, but, uh, oh, so she was, she was so old. She was so old and she had like a fear of technology. Um, oh. she was just like a Luddite, obviously just an old school Luddite. She had a fear of technology. She hated that we listened to like, you know, music. Literally she hated that we listened to music on a machine yeah. like that disturbed her. Um, and, um, she was so old, like she was so old that like when she would get a toothache, she would like wrap, um, a, a, a <sighs> scarf around her head. Yes. As if that worked. But like in old timey world that worked. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can't imagine the image. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I mean, she hated us playing video games so much. Occasionally we would like play. Oh my God. I forgot about Mega Man. Mega Man was huge. Mm. Um, I think Mega Man is drag. Okay. So we would play video games on the downstairs TV and um, um, she hated it so much that she would like sit back. She would sit in the back of our living room and mock me and my brother. Um, and <laughs> no way. So and how she would do that is she was Greek. So she would go. Because to her. We were idiots standing in front of a machine going takatuka takatuka because that's all she could hear. Sure. Like yes. to her, it was madness. So you can imagine like a game like Mega Man to uh, a woman born in 1900 is just witchcraft. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 
And even though it was a beautiful Capcom score, she didn't care. She didn't she didn't appreciate it. She was just like, what the fuck is this lo-fi nightmare? You yes. know? Um, so video games are very important to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is we have had we've like Ruha came on recently and they talked about like a great story involving their grandma too. Uh, so yes. we're getting a lot of great grandmother content, uh, mostly mostly dark uh, on the show, and it's been great. oh, I love it. I can't. I have to ask Ru about this. Um, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so she hated it. My grandma hated it. Uh, I had a. I at one point had a Game Boy Color. She hated that. She tried to break it. Oh, no. um, <laughs> she tried to break it. But thankfully, the good people at Nintendo. I had that clear purple one. They yes. um, they made it strong enough that I uh, it was fine. Very good. Um, <laughs> I, I want to. So it, it sounds like you've been you know gaming just about your whole life. Is that yeah. pretty much the case? Absolutely. So I would like to know from you. Um, was there ever a period in your life where you took like a big sabbatical or or like some time off? Yes. Yes. Like, do you remember when this was? It was so bizarre. Okay, so I was such a I'm this is so embarrassing. This is embarrassing, but I'm gonna say it because I feel like this is the space for it. So okay, so um I I, I owned all the Nintendos. I played game, you know, I had the GameCube, right? Yeah. And I, I, this is so lame. This is deeply lame. But I remember being sad when I thought, like, the GameCube wasn't very successful for Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Like, that is so, that is how fucked and, like, like in the cult. To you. Yeah, it felt personal for yes. me. And I was like, but these games are really good. I don't get it. Eternal Darkness is wonderful horror expedition. Uh, you know, like, I yes. was personally affected um by the non anyway but i was just in college and i was being a slut sometime after that and i was really deep in my slut phase and i kind of didn't i didn't like buy a wii the wii is the one i i missed at first oh sure thankfully like the wii's influence was so around but like i think i didn't buy a wii until like two or three years into its life Gotcha. Which is crazy for me because yeah. I was, but I, I think sometime after morning the GameCube, I was like, okay, I have to get away. I have to like, I have to get away from this. I'm this look is toxic. Inward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can only uh, be pushing Luigi's Mansion so hard, <laughs> telling people that the GameCube controller is the best one so, yes. so much to, uh, to silence. But there, that it was the college years. There was a real gap, and and for some reason, I missed I missed the initial wow of the Wii. Yeah, and I think because I was like a college kid, and I was like, I thought it was more interesting to drink rain vodka and <laughs> wear Armani Exchange jeans. I was like, I don't play that anymore. Yes, <laughs> but totally. I, I fuck, and then I bought one, and I fucking love. I loved my Wii so much. That's the college. Or like post college is the era that like I'll ask you know specific people like us those that question of like did you have a dark period a big sabbatical and it's often around there like yeah that was probably my most casual time gaming where I wasn't really I was rarely buying new games mostly mm -hmm. just playing old stuff and not always even playing anything um, mm -hmm. do you remember a game when you finally did get into the Wii or like a any a, any games that you did really enjoy. Oh, on the Wii? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember Gal Galaxy being pretty fucking cool to yeah. me. Because, like, I enjoyed 
I I definitely enjoyed Super Mario 64. But yeah, there was like a huge gap there, right? Because it was like, there was no Mario, traditional Mario on... Uh, okay, there was Sunshine. Okay, here we go. 64 Sunshine Galaxy, right? Yes. Okay. So I enjoyed all of those in different ways, but something about Galaxy where they like went really hard to like honor the 2D moments, sure. you know? Sure, yeah. I think I really loved that. And that's when I was like, okay, this is a masterpiece because like I love 3D Mario, but as we now know, I feel like now they really embrace both as totally different entities. Definitely. Like 3D Mario is completely different than 2D Mario. Mm -hmm. So I remember Galaxy being pretty, both of them, I guess, being pretty huge for me of like this kicks ass. Yeah, definitely. They really lean into the uh, sort of the course based levels of the original games almost, but being mm -hmm. their own more bite sized. I don't want to sound derogatory, but like an achievable goal in, in Galaxy, whereas Sunshine in 64, while I love those, especially 64, it's... Sure, it's course-based, but it's like a huge traversal feat for you to do most of these goals. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. I Did you ever play Dabble with, like, the new Super Mario Brothers series? Where they, oh, yeah. I think yeah. they're great. I think they're great. Yeah, I love all of them. I've played the, those extensively, especially with Betsy. Me and Betsy have played those extensively. Oh, amazing. I even had the Wii U, so, like, I played that one. Um Yes, uh, I played that one a bunch. Um, I think those are fantastic. I'm ready for more of those. I feel like yeah. those are awesome. I guess like Super Mario Makers kind of like filling that niche right now. I guess now. so. Like you, you bring up an interesting, I mean, it's making me think of something interesting, which is like they haven't released a new 2D Mario technically since that Wii U one. I, I know it came to right. Switch, but, and I love the Mario Maker series as well, but yeah, it kind of, Waiting for both a 2D and a new 3D Mario right now, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, Odyssey was so impactful, I mm -hmm. guess. Like, isn't it funny that they, they turn around and give us, like, Zelda got a pretty quick turnaround on, like, right? They're like, okay, this engine works. Here's Tears of the Kingdom. And with yeah. amazing changes, that was a pretty quick turnaround. But, like, Odyssey, they don't, or at least they don't look at Mario the same way. They're like, no. This next I, Mario is going to be different or something. It, I've been wondering about this so much because I was convinced that we would get like an Odyssey 2 or right. some sort of 3D Mario before this new Zelda. And at this mm -hmm. point, I mean, sure they had. Did you play um, Bowser's Fury as a part of yes. The, yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. I did pay, play that. I, I'm, there's been some speculation that that's like was like sort of a test ground of like some ideas that they had for maybe a new one, but like an open all, world Mario kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a long winded road of me to say that, like, I also would have expected a, a new 3d experience by this point in that's not too different than Odyssey, but I guess we're still, still waiting to hear. Yeah, we, uh, we shall see. They really, they got us right where they want us. They've tricked us into buying, rebuying Mario games every three yes. years for $60. <laughs> so like, we're in, like we are, I'm, I'm so deep in the cult. Um, before I forget, I want to bring up the most random Wii game because like you asking me that question made me be like, what's the name of that fucking game? Please. There was this game called Boom Blocks on okay. Wii and I fucking loved it. It's like a Jenga game. 
Um, the weirdest part about it is that it says that the top, uh, the, on the cover, it says a Steven Spielberg EA game, what? Uh, which I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, but, um, it used sort of, you know, the, the Wii manipulation for you to like play Jenga in a way, but oh then gosh. there was also like an element of like knocking down the towers too. Um, sure. It was awesome, and I can't find it. Like, or again, I don't know where to play it. I guess I have my Wii U, so I could plug in my Wii U and get a Wii disc and put it in there and do all that work. Could. But it's one of those games I really want to play again. Yeah, I'm. I'm. So first of all, I'd never heard of this, but I'm looking here at the development uh, section of the of Boomblocks Wikipedia page, and it says that I guess in 2005 it was announced that Steven Spielberg and Electronic Arts would be collaborating to create three new video game titles. I'm going to assume he was like, maybe this is a new, this is a medium that we can finally do something creative in. Because like, mm-hmm. he had dabbled before, but um, I guess um, a- according to this article, he explained the unexpected choice of making this one of the games by saying, I really wanted to create a video game that I could play with my kids. And I think that answers all of our questions. But yeah. gosh, I yeah. want to play this too. It um I think it was it, great. Yeah, it must have just been a Wii exclusive. Dang. Yeah, it really it maybe would be it maybe was the best use of the actual Wiimote. Because like your finger, you had to really carefully pick out a piece and yeah. pull it out. Um anyway. That's fun. Uh, I would love to give that a shot. If I ever see it in the wild uh, and it's not crazy expensive, I'm going to have to snag it uh, and then we're going to have to play it. Um, Okay, please, 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 Uh, please. That's my promise to you on this episode. Please, Connor, Mr. (laughs) Mr. Connor, please. Calling calling me Mr. I I must have to do it. Um, You must have to. Uh, anyway, I would like to know, um, as we sort of, I mean, I'm sure there's so much more we could talk about of your history with video games. Um, that is, has there been a game in the last couple of years that either, um, that has surprised you or a game that you just want to talk about that you've recently played? Yeah, I think one of one that's jumping out at me. Okay, so two. Okay, so one game you have to play that no one's playing is a game called Dorf Romantic. Looking at it um, right now. It's on Switch. Maybe it's on other stuff. D-O-R-F, romantic with a K at the end. Oh. Um, it's like, it, this is one of my favorite kinds of games. It's like b- somewhere between puzzle and relaxation. Oh. So it's like this weird game where you have hexagonal land pieces. And the land pieces have like, you know, forests on them or water on them or train tracks on them. Um, and you have to sort of connect them in a way that uh, basically like it's like you have to connect 30 forest pieces or sure. something like that. And but you also have to like play the game of like, oh, but this is a forest and water piece. So I have to like plan how to build this little. Oh, sure. Cityscape. Um, it is. That is one of my favorite kinds of games. Somewhere that's like half puzzle, half chill. Yes. You know, um, big recommend on, on that one. Ooh, Dwarf Romantic. I'm looking at images now, and the color palette is really pleasing. I mean, and of course, from top down, it's hard not to just be like, oh, it reminds me of Catan because of the right. hexagonal pieces. Um, totally. Um, it, big wreck. And I mean, it is like, it's a game you could play, and it, it'll like, time will disappear. So it's like, yes. it's a great game for like a plane because it's like, 
hours just disappear playing this game. It's very good. Oh, I love that. Anytime I can trick myself on like a flight that like time is moving faster than it is, I'll do it. Um, yeah. Uh, w- was there a second one that you were also going to throw out the there? The other one I'll say, and I'm sure you've talked about on this podcast, is just Celeste. I mean, have oh, we talked yes. about Celeste? It's so good. It's yeah, just we, awesome. We do once a month on on my show, and this is where I plug the Patreon again. Woo! Um, we do, uh, one, I think it's the third Tuesday of the month, I do a Call Me By Your Game co-op episode Ooh. where I record with a group, at least hopefully two other people. Um, I've done it with one person before, but where we talk um, about like a shared experience on a game and anything that uh, we want to share. We did Celeste. I think awesome. that was like the sixth episode we ever did uh, years awesome. ago at this point. But uh, um, anyway, love that game. It's incredible. Is there... Any game from like your history of uh, of gaming that before we move on to the break that you you would mm. be upset to not bring up? Oh God, that is a tough, big, juicy question. Um, you know, <coughs> I just oh God, there's there's some big ones. What else did I, there's? I I always love I love really weird games like super meat boy is up there in terms of like it is both clearly inspired by platformers but like doing something totally new which i think is fucking cool and i'm here for that um great i finally dabbled with it last year we did like a a summer of arcade series on one of our patreon shows Mm. and finally dabbled with super meat boy and it was everything i'd ever heard about yeah (laughs) yeah it's really fucking good it's really fucking good. What other, I'm sure I'm forgetting a many, but I will say it's like uh, I do love games that are quick and pick upable. I feel like that's sure. like a, a not a lot. Everyone loves that. So like I really have a lot of appreciation for games that are like interactive, communal, pick upable, like a Let's Dance, a Mario Party, WarioWare, and yes. Overcooked. Like well, I'm, I'm a, I've been very obsessed with Overcooked. Oh, cool. Those, yeah, those type of experiences are really fantastic. Um, uh, especially the, the communal aspect that you're saying. Like, I love to trick people, especially non gamers, into playing a game that they're like, oh, this is so fun. I'm not even thinking about it as a video game anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And before I forget, this is the last one I'll say. Oh, of course. On Nintendo Land on Wii U. Yes. The Luigi's Mansion game is. Is one of the greatest video game experiences you can have with friends on a couch. And it's just like, it's gone. It's gone. I don't, yes. it's like, I still have my Wii U and all that good jazz, but it's like, ugh, who's plugging in the Wii U to play that one game of the mini sub game? Yes. I. So I will tell you that that person is me on my birthday last year. <laughs> oh my God. Mister. Hey, you know what? I'm really earning that title today. Um, Mister. They, I had like a group of gaming friends over to play games like on a Saturday afternoon and I made like disgusting uh, like oven food, like bagel bites and all that stuff. Oh like my God. really leaned into the to the childhood of it all. And um, I, I plugged it. in the Wii U and made people play. I mean, I was like, play whatever, but Luigi's Mansion is so good. Um, did you, have you ever played that game with Drew? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, we, it's we like have... his all-time favorite game. Yeah, it's a he's insane. Game a game. 
flash out, flash out. Like we've <laughs> we've had many memories of like him being, being this weird team leader in the yes. ghost situation. It's so, yeah, we have very fond memories of like a bunch of us piling up together in the house, you know, with Betsy and Gilly. Yes. With, uh, a, it was Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving weekend where we were just playing that game for like absolute <laughs> hours. Um, I love it. Yeah. Gosh, that's great. Um, well, Mono, I'm sure we could probably spend hours on your history with games and any and a million things that you want to share. But thank you for sharing what you did with me today. Of course. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about all things Super Mario Brothers 3. So I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I am your host, Mr. Connor McCabe. And of course, uh, Mono is with me here to discuss Super Mario Brothers 3. Welcome back, Mono. Woo! I'm here. <laughs> and if I don't get invited to this next Luigi's Mansion party, I'm going to be fucking pissed. If that game ever is even considered to be turned on here, even if it's not planned, I will message you immediately. It's got to happen. Are you a fighting game person at all? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my well, God, yes. So we're doing, I got to tell you about, I'll invite you to our next fighting game night where I'm not a, even a fighting game person. I just love to host. And uh -huh. I think Oscar's coming. He came last time and a bunch of friends to play the new Street Fighter. Um, so, oh my God, yes. I'll, oh my God, please. Uh, I'll be um, reaching out. Okay, good. And I just, oh my God, you just reminded me that I would rent so many bad fighting games. Yes. Like so <laughs> many bad fighting games because I'm like, whatever, this is going to be great. Like, Primal Rage, Bio Freaks. Oh my gosh. Um, Clay Fighters. I love Clay Fighter. Even though it's like a pretty flawed game, the world they built, I'm just like, I'm I'm here for Clay Fighter. Yes. That's so was Clay Fighter Super Nintendo or N64? Both. Oh, really? Yes, the first one on Super Nintendo, and then the second one, 63 and a third. Gosh, that's <laughs> I love that. Uh those I I'm truly a sucker for like any different aesthetic like that, like claymation mm -hmm. or stop motion, um, mm -hmm. unrelated, and I'm sorry to immediately get us on a tangent. Have you ever played a game called The Neverhood? No, I don't know if I have. Okay. Um, Is it for me? It, I, I don't, it could be. If you like point and click, like puzzle adventures mm -hmm. and like stop motion, claymation, animation, mm -hmm. uh, like art style, I think you will. It's like a 90s PC game. Okay. Uh, and anyway, it's it's fantastic. Uh, okay, since amazing. you brought up Clay Fighter. Yes. Um, anyway, Mono, like I told you before the show, I'm going to go over some brief history and context for the game we are discussing today, even though it's uh, enormous. And if you want to interject with any important bullet points or you're like, ooh, this is actually something that's important to include, Connor. Um, okay. Please interject at any time. Otherwise, I'll just monologue for a bit. Awesome. Um Super Mario Brothers 3 is a platform game developed and published by Nintendo for the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, and it was released for home consoles in Japan originally on October 23rd, 1988, and us poor people living in North America had to wait all the way until February 12th, 1990, and uh, those Europeans didn't get it till uh, August 29th, 1991. Um, it was developed by Nintendo EAD, led by Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka. Um, and then, like 
all the Mario series. This is the third installment of that the 2D mainline games. Uh, the players still control Mario or Luigi, who must once again save Princess Toadstool uh, and the rulers of seven different kingdoms from the antagonist Bowser. As in previous Mario games, they defeat enemies by stomping on them or using items that bestow magical powers, and they have new abilities as well, including flight or sliding down slopes. You know, my favorite ability in a game, sliding down a slope. It's it's my go-to. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3 introduced many elements that became Super Mario staples, such as Bowser's children, the Koopalings, and a world map to transition between levels. Um, this is considered by many, not just Mono, to be one of the greatest games of all time. Um, it for, And it's, it's the third best-selling NES game. Um, it is a game that I personally... Like we a couple of years a year and a half ago actually did our uh, Super Mario series ranking me um, July Diaz and Jeremy Schmidt who who produces and edits my show mm-hmm. and um, for me Super Mario Brothers three was my number two to sixty four is my personal favorite mm-hmm. um, and so anyway it means a lot to me it means a lot to a lot of people is there any um, important information that you would like to include about this game oh my before God. we move on to your experience. I get, yeah, I mean, just like you said, Koopalings, Koopa Kids, whatever we're calling them. Yep. Um, that is so great. These characters rock. These characters kick ass. Yeah, um, I love them. It's just the world building. I feel like this was the first time, like, obviously, you know, Mario, the original one, is, like, maybe popularized for just being, like, this is, like, the first world in a video game. You know what I mean? Like, it it was not an arcade anymore. It's, like, this is a world. But, like, the world they built in this one, holy fucking shit, is, like, so fucking cool. And I feel like every time I play it, I'm still, like, a bit taken and mesmerized by the different worlds within it. Yes. And the art design around it and the way like I I mean, truly, there's even being a young kid and the impact of Giant World. It sounds so crazy to say, but the impact of Giant World on a kid's brain is like, this is the best thing. This yes. is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> like, yes. It's still the one that sticks out to me the most today. Uh, yeah. Possibly because it's easily the most distinct just because of the larger sprites that they use for characters or like. The environment when you are smaller um so i can yeah. totally relate to that i mean and flutes are you fucking kidding me flutes game changer is it, it's crazy it's like such a weird thing like they've not only designed this game because even if they designed this game and there was no none of that bullshit the way that like they built these in-game secrets to kind of like i don't know help you like design your adventure in a way yeah Especially in a time when, like, we couldn't just jump around to worlds in a game. You know, that just wasn't an option. Yeah. Um, it's very cool that they, there's, you know this. Obviously, like, I don't, I'm, I'm no documentarian. But from what I've seen, the work that went into making this video game um, was uh, absolutely astronomical. And, and even people breaking. You could argue it broke people because yes. <laughs> from my understanding, the amount of work and uh, perfectionism that went into making this like truly destroyed men. Um, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but wow, I sure did love it as a stupid little American child, you right? know? worth it um, worth it i mean this is even to this day like I, I i guess even as a kid i remember like having a visual response to the mario 3 box art you know what i yes. mean like that yellow 
I that literally is burned in my brain. The image of flying Tanuki Mario with the yellow background is like burned in my brain as like happy, pure yes. joy. <laughs> like, totally. It's, yeah. It's probably the most iconic Mario box art that I can think of. Even I think so. I mean, World was cool because he's got a cape and he's on Yoshi, but there was something about seeing it was like, oh, Mario can fly now and he's got a little he's got the Tanuki suit. It was so yes. cool. Just the effort that went into like designing the 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 flying elements mm-hmm. and just it, it's unbelievable. I want to know, I have a question for you. Yes. Where do you stand on the whole obviously people are so enamored with this game that even the play, you know, it opens with the sort of like play backdrop yes. thing. Where do you stand on this controversy or what's the discourse on it? Was it all a play? Is Mario 3 a play? That's an <sighs> interesting question because I, I feel like with this game, I'm just like, oh, this is how they're presenting it. And it's a really fun flavor where uh, because I always I always think of Super Mario Brothers 2, actually, where I'm like, oh, it was a dream the whole time. So I, I think I get so focused on that that I don't consider the play aspect. Where do you fall? Because I'm just like, oh, I love how it's presented. Mm, good question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I definitely love how it's presented. I that I I'm not even prepared to answer my own question. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We know Mario. We obviously we know Mario Two was a dream. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's interesting if... because they like sort of. They keep this up in different ways throughout the series. Like, did you ever play the uh-huh. Paper Mario series? Yeah. That is presented just like this where it's literally – I mean that's I think where they base the aesthetic from is it's a storybook you're opening and you're seeing the paper characters mm-hmm. come to life. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't – yeah, I don't really have a great answer, but uh, I, I like it. Way in. I like it. I like how weird it gets every time. I mean, uh, I I I like that. Um, in I, I like that this one really zagged away from Mario Two. Obviously, Mario Two was a different game, and blah 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 yes. blah. But it's interesting, just like how hard they went on uh, adding new things. Because like, what is Mario? Just like the addition of like the 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 fortune houses and like the card game it's like what is yes. mario but i guess this is mario too like this is you know i'm like this is a part of mario as well like how did they discover like all these weird risks they were going to take of like yes this is what we're also doing in this mario yeah as opposed to just like level to level right the, the game level to level that's a good question i mean like you're saying the the way that you go throughout the game the different things to interact with are so much more than they used to be. Yeah. Um, there's even things that are just in the gameplay itself, whether it's like a chain chomp um, or there's probably other secrets that I'm not thinking of that. Okay. So like in like, I think it's like maybe world six. Okay. In world six where, okay, you get a little hammer and then you get in the tiny boat and you go to the Island of like house, little fortune houses, mushroom yes. houses. Do you, I re- that felt like breaking into a bank vault. You know what I mean? Like totally. the excitement <laughs> of like, we fucking broke the system. We gamed the system. I guess it's like, for me, definitely like an early memory of like rewarding the player for secrets. Yes. And I also love that it was like this early world where it was like secret. These secrets were part of like a shared word of mouth community. Like how did people find out about the fucking flutes? It's just a word of mouth thing, right? It must have been word of mouth. I think Nintendo Power was out by this point, so there at least was like printed 
information on this somewhere, but not every person had it. So then mm-hmm. that's how it would probably would just get spread by mouth. And uh, I remember like experiencing stuff like that, playing these games with family um, as a young kid because they would be like, oh, so if you jump right here or if you crouch down behind this box, mm-hmm. then you can go behind the stage or if this is where the first whistle right. is sort of thing. Right. I just remember like hearing it from other people and it's like so crazy of like, Obviously, you know, there was some print information, but like that, like it, it got out. It wasn't like a, a, that information really got through popular culture, which is says a lot about this game's influence of like something about this game was not just gamer culture. Like, yes, this game was pop culture. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, so what I would like to know, because I don't remember if you had mentioned this the other day, how did you. Was this a game you were anticipating before it came out? You know, it's like my earliest memory is actually I had, um, this is so weird, my aunt. So, okay, my aunt, she wasn't my aunt yet. My uncle's girlfriend, like, had a Nintendo, oh my God, she had a Nintendo in her basement and, like, Uh we would play it while they were hanging out. Uh, It would be like, oh yeah, they're going to go do adult stuff, like, me and my brother are going to hang out. And for some reason, they they had Super Mario 3, I think, before us or something. Uh-huh. So I think I remember playing it on theirs, on their Nintendo first. Because they had Super Mario Brothers 3 and then Dodgeball. Oh. Which was also, like, in the very influential to my brain, that Dodgeball game. Um... Did you ever play that Nintendo Dodgeball game? I haven't. I Oh, it's great. I, I bet it's on Switch Online, so I... It seems like one oh, of those I, that would be. There. Oh, it might be. It yeah. might be. Um, anyway, I remember that being a real. So I remember that was an early memory. I think of being like, "Holy shit!" I don't. Everyone, shut the fuck up! I'm like, "We're gonna <laughs> play this game," you know. And even in my kid brain, I'm like, we're, "We have to play." Like, I don't care what. I don't care what's happening upstairs. I'm yes. not going home. We're playing this game. Uh-huh. Um. So that is an early memory, and then I just don't remember when. But I think then somehow we got we acquired the game and sure. it was yes. at our home. Um, but it's one of those games, like, like I said, like I still to this day, very often, like with Betsy, Betsy Sodaro, um, we will play this game. Like it'll be like a full, like, let's hang out and play Super Mario Brothers three. So because it's so replayable to me and like, there's such a, like, it's like putting on your favorite movie to me. You know what I mean? Of like going through the boards, going through world one. Are we going to do the moving board? Yeah. You know what? Let's Uh do, let's do level four. Let's do the moving board. Let's just come on. Let's just clear it. Yes. Um, it's super, it's just super, super enjoyable to me to replay this game. So yes. Uh, to answer your question, I, it, it, it seems to appear at different points in my life and I, yeah, I even remember like rebuying it for when it came out as Super Mario All Stars. Oh my gosh, yeah, on Super Nintendo, we rebought it. I mean, this is a game I've re bought, or you know, whether it was on the virtual console or you know now with like you said Switch Online, I keep returning to it. Um, did you ever play the Game Boy Advance version of this game? I think I did. I think yes. I did. Wasn't that fucking bizarre, Nintendo? You're fucked. Like the way they kept just you freaks. The way they also kept releasing those games with like the Mario battle game attached to it. Oh yes, yes, yes. There'd be voices in it too. Like they would, like the characters would talk, and then numbering them maniacally because I think like it's like 
Super Mario yes. Brothers 3, Super Mario Advance 4. It's like, what uh-huh. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they they got themselves in a pickle where, where when they released Super Mario Advance, Super Mario Bros. 2 as like a launch title because then it was already yeah. out of order. Um, I, I also like, not to make it about me, but I will. Please. Um, I love this game so much growing up. As I was telling you the other day, um, this was a game that like we we had Mario one and two at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I would visit my family in St. Louis, I think both my aunt and my grandparents who lived there, they all had Super Mario three. Yeah. And so I was like, wait, this exists and it's even cooler and better. Yes. And the music too really stood out to me. Yes. Um, and so anyway, this is one that like has stayed near and dear to my heart. So I got the GBA version and uh um so I have like a memory of like playing that at somebody else's house too and needing it. We I don't think we ever got it though. Uh, like I, I don't I have all my NES stuff and I don't have it. You know, it's funny, we have we've been talking all this time and we haven't even touched on the influence of Mario suits. Like Mario Power. Oh my gosh. Like, that's the thing. Isn't that the thing that, I mean, that's one of the many things that makes this game, like, absolutely iconic. Like, yes, because we had fire flowers before and stars. That was great. Those are great. But this one really said you can be a frog. You yeah. can be a hammer brother. Uh-huh. You can be a, a a tanuki that turns into a statue. I remember that. I think that broke my brain of like, yes. that is so fucking cool. Yeah, you have to know. I think it's like down and B or something. Yeah. I don't even remember the button combo. Maybe down? I don't know. Whatever. I remember being like, holy shit, that's fucking cool. Yes. Uh, I Because there's two different like Tanuki suits you can get. You can get like the just the regular tail and ears, I guess. And then you can get uh-huh. where it's like you are in. You look like a, almost like a little bear or yes, something. Yes, yes, yes. It's yeah. really cute. I almost forgot boot. How could we forget boot? Oh. How can you forget the power you feel being inside a boot. Just stomping on anything below you. Godlike. I mean, yes. yeah, it's, oh my God. And also like, uh, the, the, like you said, the music was, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about how cool the music is when you beat a world. You know oh that? Oh my gosh, yes. That music, Um, I don't, uh, I eloped. I didn't get, I didn't get, uh, uh, go walk down the aisle married but if i got walked down the aisle married it would be to that that incredible that diddy <laughs> yes <laughs> you're like okay we got to do this a little quick but we'll get up there we gotta do this oh uh, well a congratulations uh thanks belated congrats and then and b is uh that even makes me think of it's not often that i have someone on where it's just like we can just talk about every element because i don't need yes. to have an experience with the game that people bring on, it's just about them. But right, even but, like but running towards the exit, holding yes. B and jumping at the corner to get the like the star star panel. Yeah, oh. yeah, huge. And when you got a mushroom, I mean, it was it was tough. It was tough. When you if you have two <laughs> stars and a mushroom, devastating. Now oh. with like rewind on Switch, which I really abuse rewind. Oh yeah. I really do. Um, now you can just be like, no, I no, 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 no. You got it. Back in the day, back we don't. In the, ha- yeah. We only have so much time nowadays. I know, I know. Now and this was a game too. I feel like when early on, I don't know if I beat it as a kid. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. I beat it as an adult. But you know how how crazy it gets with those, the dark worlds and all of that yes. stuff. 
I don't think I beat this game as a kid, or at least that like that extended part, right? I definitely didn't. I because I, I don't think I actually beat this game all the way through until last year, but it's one I've been playing just incessantly. I feel like even by like the ice world, mm-hmm. it gets really difficult because I'm not good at I'm slipping around everywhere. It's so hard. I yes. mean, this game also introduces uh, Diving Sun. How could we oh, forget Diving man. Sun? One of like my greatest enemies in my life is that sun that just after you, you know, you think it's just part of the backdrop after a while and then it just yes. comes down and attacks you. Yes, I bet Lakitu was really fucking, like, really upset. Like, because Lakitu was like, this is I do the sky thing, but Lakitu was like, no, Lakitu is nothing. Lakitu ain't shit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my god. I feel like they haven't, can't, they haven't brought back diving, they, they haven't made, Diving Sun should make an appearance in games like Smash Brothers and stuff like that. Like, I feel like they haven't done that the way they have with some of their old properties. That would be a great like tr- um assist trophy or whatever or like assist right? item that like you get and then it's just diving around for a while and right? it t- kills your enemies that would be easy i mean we're also forgetting obviously mario the the um the finding the uh, hidden music notes to oh, yeah. jump into a little heaven <laughs> a little heaven <laughs> i mean that is so cool yes that was so cool i guess we had there were vines in the first one we had vines. Yes, mm-hmm. we had vines in the first one. Okay, okay, but still, I remember that. All of this just blowing my mind of being like, this world is so immersive. Yeah, it really, it really was. Like, there's, there's secrets that I've forgotten that I won't remember, or when I go and play it now, I'll try stuff yes. and be like, is this where this happens? Uh, it'll come back to you. Yes. When you and um, Betsy will play, will you? both be going through on this like will you do like a one player mode where you're just using the same mario or will you both alternate it's like mario and luigi i think we alternate because like you still get to beat the world together yes right it's not like mario one where it's truly like two opposite tracks you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um yeah i think we would do mario and luigi usually but i guess it doesn't totally matter but um i think we would do mario and luigi um and yeah, uh, of course, you know, you always get bummed when you get to world three because you're like, oh, God, no, I have to we have to get through. Sometimes we will skip water just yeah. like who needs it. That's not a bad time to use that warp whistle if you don't want to do the level. Right, right. But it's not often that like I can think of a game and I can like I can think of all the worlds. I even being I remember my mind being broken when like you get to world five. Right. Or is that weird little like I. OK, it, it, it's important because like. You see yourself go up into the clouds, oh, like kind yes. of like or like or it's like, oh, you thought this was the end of this world, but it's really just the midpoint. Now you're in this little cloud city. That's right. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm being like, this kicks so much ass. Like yeah. the way they this I am enchanted by Mario three to this day. Um, Yeah, there's that one really hard part. OK. Uh, you know the shitty little assholes who can pick up the ice cubes? Is it? Are they throwing them at you? Yes, yes. yes. Those assholes. Those shitty little assholes. There's a little. There's a secret in with that involves one of them that is in particularly hard to get. Oh my gosh! What happens? 
I don't remember. I really don't remember. But there is a particularly, um, I remember that one is one of the harder little secrets to like make happen where you're like, okay, I can't kill him because I need to hold the ice block and I need to jump on his head and I need to jump up. It's one of those. Um, Also, fuck those assholes. Those guys suck. They're rude. Um, They're because what is, are they like, I'm trying to even picture them. Are they little tiny Goombas? Like, um, yeah, what what would I Google? Goombas. Oh, there are are they moles that are running around? Maybe. Yes, maybe. Them throw stuff. Who can There's so many enemies in this game. I'm I I Goombas who can hold did not yield anything. <laughs> I, I I Googled Goombas who can hold and I literally got a picture of Goombas stacked in a doctor trench coat. Okay, that did not help. Um I'm sure I, the listeners I, I who know right now are dying. Enemy throw Mario 3, uh, not finding it. But, the, of course, there's, like, the rocky wrenches, those guys on the airships. Oh, my God. We almost forgot about airships. Like, one of the Mister. most. Mr. Like, missing, and that's on me. Uh, Mr. <laughs> like, I remember, and still going up into an airship, like, the ru- when Mario runs by the ship, it's got the booming music. Yes, duh, and duh, 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 to, duh, like, duh, the duh, anchor. Duh. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's iconic. Yes, so good. Um, oh my god! I get also Mario's a drag queen. I just need to clarify that uh, Mario putting on all these amazing outfits. Mario's drag. Yes, Mario, Mega Man, both. But airships do kick ass, even though they were very scary. Mm-hmm. It felt pretty cool. I truly would feel such relief getting to the end of one of those and seeing the silver pipe to go mm. down to fight one of the Koopalings. Uh, Oh, can I? Sh- I want to share with you Please. something I always try to do in this game is after defeating a Koopaling, they like explode and their wand like fall like flies yep. down. Catch it in the air. Yes, it's, I yes. There's probably so many little things like that that I have never shared that with someone until this point. But like you knew exactly what I was going. I for. knew. I knew exactly because it's like- sick to catch it because you freeze. Uh, yes. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my god, this is the best video game that ever existed. I think every video game in the world like has this game to thank because um this just cuz I mean, I think before this, you know, video games were always going to go in this direction. There were there was some world building, but this game really had like a chokehold on like, oh, games aren't just like coin munchers. They're like yes. They're like a piece of work onto itself. This like built uh it's like it's a blockbuster. I Absolutely. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna say it's the first video game. I don't know what that means, right? But it's like it is a blockbuster in terms of like the level of care and specificity that went into this, it gives you that thing of like this you can't miss this. It's not just like, oh Pac-Man, that's cute. It's like you can't miss this game because it's bigger than that. Yes, absolutely. Um the the only thing i really want to ask you more about Mm. is like playing within any context whether it was as a kid or with betsy as an adult do you remember um oh how about this Mm. um i'll give you dealer's choice would you like to either scene paint for me where (laughs) you would have been playing this as a kid or where you would have been playing this as an adult with betsy (laughs) like what the room would have been like oh man okay 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 Let's see. Both are fun. Um, (laughs) You can even do both if you want. Okay. So me as a kid, it's like my attic. It's sort of like a weird attic space. 
it's like, yeah, like we had like a sort of an attic space. So it was like, um, and then we had like the TV there, of course, tube TV mm-hmm. with the red, yellow, white wires going through the back <laughs> of the TV. <laughs> And the like cable splitter that my dad has uh, used to like steal cable. We have a cable <laughs> splitter in the back of the TV. And um, so let's see, we're there. There's like this shitty, shitty, awful, like fuzzy. We had these stain master carpets on our floors uh-huh. that were like really like, you know, like, bleh, I mean, on the one hand, terrible, but on the one hand, like truly nothing stained this carpet. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing stained this carpet and it was a miraculous. It was like a light tan color and like we spilled uh, disgusting stuff on this carpet <laughs> and it always came out. It was unbelievable. So um, good good work on this carpet. So on this like fuzzy but dry stain resistant carpet, um there's like a there's like a, a, a there's just like a pile of toys and bullshit around us <laughs> there's a bunch of masters of the universe um um action figures yeah um kind of around us some tmnt action figures mm. um my, my brother's there he's four years older so sometimes i'm the young kid watching him play instead yes. of playing um there's probably a shitty game shark attachment on the floor there's like a stack of our games. There's probably like some Cokes, some bullshit, <laughs> some Capri Suns. Oh my God, I would put away Capri Suns. Capri Suns all around us. Um, the the Our video game controller wires are tangled. Mm-hmm. We have the stupid um, like body glove. Like we had the power glove. Oh um, yeah. Never worked. Never worked <laughs> once. We had the power glove, like little like thing you had to like put around your TV. Like uh, there, there was like a weird like, it was like a weird like system you had to like. Oh, hug. it was. It never worked once. <laughs> um, did you have? I, was there a single window in this attic, or was it just all? Yes, there yeah. was like a, a skylight. Okay, cool. So gotcha. kind of like a skylight, um, and yeah, it's one of those spaces that's either too hot or too cold, and never in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Playing the video game for way too long. Um, yeah, with maybe like a friend over, maybe a friend, maybe one of my weird, uh, one of my mom's friends. Uh, we would trick, like my mom. Okay, like tricking. How do I put this? When. <laughs> The attic space allows you to, like, hang out longer than your parents want you to. Yes. So it's easy just to be like, we'll be right down. And then they forget. (laughs) Yeah. Or they're talking to their friend and being polite. So they forget that, like, you've been. You're still up there. (laughs) Still up there. Yeah. That's the world. That's amazing. That was so elaborate. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was trying to just remember. I mean, that was fantastic. Uh, that was like as detailed <laughs> as we've ever gotten one. Um, and then, I mean, kind of lastly with this is, do you have like, you've talked a little bit about playing this with other people, but either like a more specific memory of like, of one time you played with Betsy or someone else, or like, would you like to, if not mm-hmm. that, would you like to fill us in on um, anything going on in your life that sticks out to you at that time? 
Ooh, gee. Uh, yeah, Betsy. Um, God, we played this so many times. Okay, one time. Oh, my God, I forgot. Oh, my God. One time <laughs> me and Betsy lived in a motel for six months. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. So we would play this game as like a fun diversion and distraction. We lived with the crazy cat lady. Uh, the crazy cat lady ruined our lives. She punched out my back window. Ask no. Amanda and Drew Tarver about it. Oh, my gosh. Crazy cat lady ruined our lives. She got evicted because she vandalized the place. She, we went to court. Um, we had to testify against cat lady. Cat lady was kicked out. However, cat lady also called our landlord and told them that the house was uh, not compliant with uh, a multi-unit apartment building. As a result, we moved into our landlord's motel, the Dunes Inn on Sunset <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, for what we thought was two weeks, but turned out to be six months. Oh, my gosh. Hell on earth. It was hell on earth. It was awful. We were there with Mark Rennie, Steve Slaga, Mary Sasson, living wow. in separate rooms in the nastiest little uh, motel in the world. Um, and one of the rare things we would do just to, like, actually feel human was, like, play Mario 3. Yeah. Like, play Mario 3 just to, like, have some sense of normalcy while we're living in a motel. Gosh, an oasis of sorts from the desert that you were in. Yes, and I am not talking about World 2! No, um, you hear us, son? You stay out of this. Fuck you, son. Fuck you. And you know what? Fuck you, springy bricks, too. Fuck you, oh, springy yeah. bricks. You guys, you're not clever. No, I, I can still, like, sometimes remember which ones they are as I'm approaching... Yeah. And I try to like jump on them before I even see them move. Uh wow, what a time that must have been. Um Yeah. Were you do you remember like did you have an NES? Were you playing this on like a newer console that had the game on I it? I think so. I think we were playing it on a Wii U with a virtual console. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So um, it's wild shit. Mono, you have given us just so much to enjoy <laughs> and ruminate in today. Both like such a wonderful, thorough discussion on like what made this game great and what you love about it, but also like coloring what was going on in your life, like when yeah. you've played this at different points. Um, before we move on to some like end of uh, show segments, mm -hmm. uh, would you mind just like wrapping up whatever place this game holds for you? Oh, God. Um, it's the best video game that's ever been created. I, I'm curious to hear people who disagree. That's fine if you do. Um, but uh, I think it's the best video game ever created. It's just great. It's uh, enchanting. It's cute. It's easy, but also not. You know, they always, like, strike that balance of yeah. playability in Mario games. Um, yeah. It's just, it's always going to be my favorite video game. And it's a game where I could, I want to see a million iterations of this formula. You know what yes. I mean? I want to play all the versions of it. I'm here for Nintendo to release slight variations of it forever. Um, yeah. And uh, if you haven't played this game, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> um, if you uh, treat yourself, if for some reason you truly... Uh, you just escaped uh, some sort of uh, uh, Amish community and you've never played a video game, please play this game. Oh, great place to start if you're yeah. going to pick one. 
Yes. Uh, what a jumping off point. Well, <laughs> um, Mono, thank you so much for bringing on Super Mario Brothers 3 to discuss with me. Um, yes. Why don't I lead us to our first end of show segment, the Ooh. Fact Me by Your Game segment. And I'm just going to oh. share a couple fun facts with you about this game. These come from a video from uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Did You Know Gaming? There's a whole episode on Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, uh, the first fact I have, I have titled enemies imitating life now there were several new enemies in super mario brothers 3 they were inspired by real life interactions from two key developers the chain chomp is famously inspired by a memory from shigeru miyamoto's childhood where a neighborhood dog leapt after him but he was held it it was like held back by a chain so he had this like in his memory and like brought it to the game um which he is kind of famous for doing including in like the zelda series um, Whoa, I love that. And then also, Takashi Tezuka had the idea to create a character based on his wife, who I guess was normally a lovely woman, but would turn very angry when he spent too much hour, too many hours at work. As you said earlier, this broke people. I think this is one of those people. Yes. Um, and this inspired the creation of Boo, who would hide when Mario would face hit the char- the enemy, and then when you turn around, would be very menacing and chase after you yes um and booze well icon booze and icon uh so both of these guys taken from their life uh wow i'm, sh- I'm sure uh i wonder how uh, tezuka's wife feels being painted in this light <laughs> um <laughs> it's hard to say uh the next fact i have for you is uh titled the pc port to id software pipeline now in uh, 1990 john carmack and designer tom hall from uh soft disk created a demo of Super Mario Bros. 3 on the PC, which replaced Mario with Dangerous Dave, who is a character uh, created by their friend and developer, John Romero. And I guess that computers at the time couldn't scroll horizontally like uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 could, but Carmack invented a technique known as adaptive tile refresh, which made this possible on PCs. Um... And so when Romero discovered the demo known as Dangerous Dave and the copyright infringement, as it was titled, uh, he quickly realized the potential of application of Carmack's breakthrough, um, and they immediately worked on a PC port of Super Mario Bros. 3 and sent their example to Nintendo with the proposal to make a port to uh, PC, which seems to me really bold and like nowadays that Nintendo would like strike down with copyright infringement and sue you to all hell wow just nuts. yeah they did that that guy that they got good they got that one guy really good they did get that guy good They're, damn they get a lot of people good uh just to to wrap that up too uh nintendo of course turned down their port saying they had no interest in doing so but the attention that the team attracted during this time led to the creation of id software who developed wolfenstein quake and doom have you ever played any of those games yes doom most like more so gotcha yeah they're known for their like uh sort of groundbreaking first person shooters um yeah but uh anyway that'll do it for the fact me by your game segment um there are a couple of fun ones there i was sometimes it's really hard to find information on games Uh, right this one i'm sure has a ton it's like never ending it seems like uh Uh, The last segment of the day is the game recommendation segment. Now, this is Mono, my one forced tie-in to the movie, Call Me Mm -hmm. By Your Name, where I'm Mm -hmm. going to treat Super Mario Bros. 3 as your passionate summer love that you met in Italy. Um, 
But of course, it's not going to work out, and you're going to need to find a new fling to get over uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. So I'm going to recommend a couple new flings for you. Um, oh, I like that. They all have something in common with uh, with the game you brought on today. Um, so we'll see if anything sticks, but I've got three for you today. Uh-huh. Um, now... If you just want to get a, if you if Super Mario Brothers three is you know perfect in your eyes, but you're actually feeling like you want to get a little freaky with Ooh. Sega's answer to Super Mario Brothers three, I'll recommend Alex Kidd in Miracle World, which was predates Sonic. It's a Master System game. Do you know Alex Kidd? I remember this. Yeah, I yes. remember Alex Kidd. I remember just more than anything, just you know passing by the box a million times in Blockbuster. Yeah, I, maybe like, huh. I played it once. Yeah, no, maybe. Yes, tell me more, is, is, or, or is there more? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, is that if you're like, I want the, I want Sega's answer and to see how they did, just to you know, try something new. Um, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm just being a bitch, but like that's I've played all those games where you're like, oh, this is almost a good game. Yes. Huh. Uh, Ristar. Huh. Oh, this is yeah. almost a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't quite stand up to Mario though. Right. Um, no, it's hard. Hard to. Your second recommendation is if you want a modern 2D platformer with greatness Mm. and a chilly edge, I'll recommend Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Have you played this one? I sure have. Um, It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. An actual legit wreck uh, of a fantastic game, um, which I recently got on Switch, and uh, it's it's so good. Uh, it's just great. Um, yeah, it's really that's another game I could play a million versions of. Totally. Um, yeah, really, really good. Hard bosses, or at least I remember the bosses being a little challenging for me. Yeah, there it that game. Yeah, it is extremely challenging, but really fun and rewarding too. Speaking of Funky Kong, you can do Funky mm. Mode in that game. Um, mm. And your last recommendation of the day is if. Super Mario Brother 3, what stands out to you is the, is the Koopa Kids, is that they are your bag. And you know what? It just makes you want to spend more time around kids and babysit. I'll recommend <laughs> to you the website Babysitter Games, uh, which is a collection of online terrible games uh, on this website, uh, GameForge.com, where you can play stuff like Babysitter Madness, Baby Cleaning, or even Kindergarten Dress Up. Mono. So this is what some great options fuck? for you. I just googled it. This is really scary. It's kind of frightening. <laughs> this is very scary. Okay, great. Oh my god. So that's the is... one I expect you to take most seriously. This um, is scary. This is giving me like what they the video games they forced Casey Anthony to play while she was in rehabilitation. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um. Anyway, to wrap up the game, Rex, we've got Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and Babysitter Games. Uh, that'll Woo. do it for the game recommendations. And that will actually bring us to the end of the show. Um, wow. So, you know, before we go, Mono, and and plug and, and whatnot, I just wanted to say thanks again for taking the time to do this. This was so much fun. Hey, mister, it's been my honor. Um, yeah, it's been a real treat. I love video games, it turns out. And I'm going to hurt you if you don't invite me to your Luigi Mansion hangout. <laughs> I ex- I expect you to hold me to that. Um, I would deserve the pain, and, and absolutely, you'll be there. Um, okay. So on your way out, I know you plugged some stuff up top, but would you like to replug uh, anything on your way out? Sure. Just follow me at Mono Agapian. Oh, and listen to me and Betsy's podcast, We Love Trash. 
Um, that's on Patreon. And we do, we, we do kind of, we just, just get into a lot of our love of things, including some video games. Uh, but a lot of just the trash and such that we love. Killer. I love it. I'll be sure to have links to that and everything else in the show notes. Uh, and I'll go ahead and just close us out with some plugs of my own. Um, the cover art for call me by your game is done by Glenn J. You can find him Mm. and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. This show is produced, edited, and the music is by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games, a comedy show, a podcast that's also a part of this network, wherever you get your shows. Um, you can follow me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. I sometimes stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool sixty-nine. Um, check out our Discord in the show notes for the for the network. Uh, you can check me out on Herald Night every two weeks at the UCB Theater. In LA with the team XOXO. Uh, a lot of snaps for that one. And then lastly, like I plugged earlier, if you like me and the discussions I have with people and you want more of that, you should check us out on Patreon. We're over Ooh. at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where uh, I always recommend people to check out our $10 DJ Toad tier. It's where 95% of our subscribers go because uh, for $10 a month, you get 12 bonus video game podcasts. That's three a week. It's a lot of great stuff. Like I said, including currently our Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club. And when you're listening to this, the voting is going on right now for our next Games Club. So if you want to be a part of that and you want to influence what we choose for the next club, uh, go ahead and subscribe at that tier and get your vote in before Friday. Uh, I guess that would be – what's today? That would be Friday, uh, June 16th at at noon. Um, And the the games you can vote on are – Firewatch, Silent Hill 2, oh. Mega Man X, Metroid oh. Fusion, mm-hmm. Grim Fandango, and Sonic okay. Adventure. One of those wow. will be our next games club. I know you mentioned Mega Man earlier. Um, have you uh, played any of those games, Mono? I know I broke oh, yeah. out of the plugs to ask. Oh, yeah. Um, I played a bunch of those. Really love those. The music in those is exceptional, as you know. Yes. Oh, my God. I forgot about the Nintendo. There was a Nintendo Chip and Dale game. Oh my gosh. That is like exceptional. Like Ooh. it was like a Capcom game. It's like really a exceptional. Rescue Rangers? Yes. It's yeah. exceptional. And I think they re-released it digitally um like a couple years ago because okay. it was one of those that had like a following. Um, along with like DuckTales and stuff like that. But Chippendales, go play that. Okay. Out of those, um, man, those are some really good choices. You know, this is just my vote. I you're not yes. asking me to vote, but for me, but in those Either Sonic Adventures uh, or Mega Man X would be Ooh, the one fun. in those. I, think, I love it. That speaks to me. I don't know. But yeah, Mega Man kicks ass. I fucking love the suits. I love the music. I love the world. They're hard, though. I remember even as a kid, like being like, God damn it. These are fucking hard. I think that would be the most challenging one if we do pick it um, or if our, you know, our patrons do. I'm I'm hoping for. Like Grim Fandango or like Firewatch personally, um, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, anyway, again, you mm. can do that uh, on our Patreon until uh, Friday, June 16th at noon, but that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one. <laughs>